So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Um, all right, so you ready? You nervous? Yep. Nervous in the service? Nah, I've, I've got a little uh, wine in me. I'm good now. <laughs> okay, all right, good. I got a little drink in me too, so uh, I think we're on the same level and ready to go. So, um, Ezreal, right? Yep, or That's you can just- call me Izzy. Izzy, everybody calls me way. Izzy also. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the name Ezreal, though. Thank it's, you. It's Thank he, you. Is it Hebrew? It's it's one of those things where I've always heard that it was Hebrew, but like it was kind of random how right. my family decided to name me Ezreal. So like, eh, I don't know. I can't really chalk it up to yes or no. So it's kind of always just been a big fat question mark. Sounds <laughs> sounds sounds biblical. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Ez- I, yeah. It, Ezreal I mean, is a book, right? In the Bible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. Ezra. I think yeah. it's the the book of Ezra or something like that. Okay. Um. So yeah. Something. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I was super excited. Yeah. No problem. Um. I uh. I think we have a lot in common when it comes to, obviously, our passion for art. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. Um, You're a creative. I'm a creative. Creatives mm -hmm. usually have some common ground that most creatives can typically meet on, which is really cool. Right, right. For sure. Um, I've, I've actually, I've, uh, we've been friends on Facebook for a while. while. And, and I've kind of just, I've been watching you evolve your, your artistic ability. And I just, uh, right off the bat, just want to say like, you're doing great. Like I, I have you. seen the the progression and, you. um, and you're doing great. I love, uh, the message behind a lot of your paintings. Thank and you. I, thank you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the big thing with a lot of my paintings. I've always wanted to make sure that there was something that could apply to anybody that really looked at a piece. There's something in there for every single person that tries to look at a piece. I didn't want my art to just be something that applied to one type of people or one group of people or one set of people or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. always been a universal kind of message for everybody. So the fact that you say that, that, that makes me happy because that means that it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And is this uh the artistic passion? Has that always been in you? I mean, I know for me, it's been, it's been my whole life. I, I mean, yeah, I've always like drawn doodled things like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's always been something that I've just done when I was a kid. My mom was an artist. Um, she still is an artist. She's with an artist and like art's just always been a main thing in our family. Right. I was around galleries all the time. I was going to the Dallas museum of art, like summers at a time, spending time up there all the time. So the fact that like, my entire life has been surrounded by art and now it is my life is just, you know, it's just 
it's really cool. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's always yeah. been there. It's always been there. That's awesome that um you know that's always that's the dream, right? You know, like um you know you had kind of told me already that you took the step away from the nine to five and yeah. just decided to go full force into uh, making a living off of your passion, off of art. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's something that's really scary for a lot of people. And I mean, I've, <laughs> I've dabbled in it and it's, it's a hard, it's, it's a hard grind. Um, even though like the passion is there, um, mm-hmm. there's so much other things that are going on in our life that can get in the way. All the time. And then all the time, you know, there's also the, like the mental strain when it's like, well, I want to make a living off of this. And sometimes you feel like maybe you're not getting the support that you feel, you know, the people that you care about would be supporting you. I mean, there's that mental battle, but can you kind of just talk about what it was like, what it took for you to go from that nine to five, you know, a good job that pays the bills and take that leap of faith into being a full-time artist. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was working, like I told you, in retail for almost 10 years. I was retail store manager for a good chunk of that time, dedicated my entire life to it. I had, at that point, I only had two kids and like literally I was spending more time in my retail setting than I was in being a mom, which Mm -hmm. was really, really hard. And one day I was driving to work and at this point in time, I had started dating my now husband, Cody. And, um, you know, I had texted him and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. This isn't something that I can do anymore. This is what I want to do. And at that point it was, yes, there was a focus on the art, but there was the focus on the bookstore. Like I had told you about and opening my own retail setting. But of course, that comes with time because things like that are expensive. And that's, that's a process in itself. Opening a brick and mortar storefront is a huge process. Oh yeah. So especially when you're starting from, from that, nothing. Oh yeah. yeah. From nothing, from yeah. absolutely nothing. Like banks won't even look at you until your business has been active for two years. Mm-hmm. Like they won't even consider you for a small business loan really until you've been around for at least two years. So I had to kind of step back on that dream and, you know, Hey, that is the, that's the end game. That's the big goal that we have, but started focusing just on my art and spending that time that I was, you know, taking that nine to five that I was doing more like go in at 6am and leave at 6pm or Mm -hmm. go in at 6am and leave at 10pm because you're closing. But, you know, stepping away from that and taking those hours that I would be spending in that retail setting and actually applying it to my artwork and taking that time and saying, okay, this is the time that I'm going to spend on art. This is the time that I'm going to spend on, you know, just the kids, or this is the time that I'm going to spend on the house. So time management has become a huge thing. It was a big thing for me before, but now it is like a, it is very intricate process. One little thing can just throw the whole day off. (laughs) And that's like, that's so important. That takes a lot of discipline. And I think, you know, when people want to take that step into that kind Mm -hmm. of life and, you know, working from home or providing a life for themselves, doing something that they love, the hardest part is being disciplined enough to create those the times oh, yeah. for each slot like the things that you oh yeah most do. definitely like you I have to start my day at five o'clock in the morning every morning and if yeah. I don't start it at 5 a.m like I swear it's thrown off for the rest of the day I'm behind 
yeah. somewhere, no matter what. <laughs> and so like, you know, a lot of people have this idea that, you know, being self-employed or making a living off of your passion means that, you know, you're just having a good old time the whole time, but it is, yeah. it is work, you know? And yeah. You know, yeah, Even- that is, that's definitely a challenge, especially like, you know, with families and stuff like that. It's a hard thing out there because a lot of the time we, we want support from our family. That's, that's our home. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's our people. And a lot of the time people that decide to go and chase their dream or do the thing that they want to do, they catch that, that backlash on the back end where they should be getting the most support from. So like you were saying, like, you know, sometimes you feel like that mental strain because you're not getting the support you need. Oh no, I'm getting tons of support from all of my friends. So like super mm-hmm. shout out to every single person right. people like you, people mm-hmm. like Cody, people in the music world too. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that are really supportive of everything that I've been doing and that oh, Cody's yeah. been supporting me with as well. I love that but, uh, like, Burning Slow has started adding your for. art. I like, yeah, I like that, yeah, that's, you know? that's been really cool. That's been really cool. They've been, they're going to use another one that actually just recently sold the, the one that had the world on it. There, uh-huh. That one's going to be the next one. Yeah. For like a, cool. like a single, another uh, single. Yeah. Art. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. They've, uh, they've kind of taken you in that way and like supported you that way. And, you know, together, I like the way that y'all work oh, yeah. together as like artists and you're kind of oh, like, yeah you know, band wife or like manager. I mean, I've, I've seen kind of both. I was managing for a good while, but then I kind of stepped away. (laughs) Or even just like manning the, the merch booth at a show, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Like it's, it's all about support. Like the Mm -hmm. only way that artists are going to continue to like thrive and survive is because we are a collective. We are people. And if we don't support each other and we just spend more time putting each other down, how are we going to grow? Like, how are we going to continue to grow? How is the next person going to grow? And there's also like uh, the, the local support, you know, and I think, I think Mm -hmm. that's been picking up a lot lately. The, the small business, people really starting to care about their communities and small business instead of the large corporations or like going, going to see, you know, your local band instead of paying hundreds of dollars on tickets to go see see some big name art. Yeah. Legacy bands that, you know, have been around for 20 years, go support the local, like, especially burning slow. They're so, I mean, they're amazing. Great. Oh yeah. No, they, and they've grown a lot. They've grown a lot just in the four years that Cody and I like uh, that I've been around, I've seen them grow a lot as like artists as well as like support wise locally, like mm-hmm. they're doing Dallas reggae fest the yeah. first day, yeah, which is um, really cool. So that's going to be, be awesome. <laughs> um, cashed out is playing that. So mm-hmm. like there's, it, you know, it's, it's cool. And I love seeing other artists like thrive and survive and stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. Cool. I'm excited about their future and, and yours, yours as well. I, I think both, you know, you and the band are going to go really far. Um, yeah, I think this is going to go really far. This is really cool. Like, I, they, like once you started doing this whole thing, like, wow, this is this is awesome. This is super a, awesome. It's a lot of work, but it's also like, yeah, it, it feels so good. Like you mentioned earlier today, you know, when we were talking mm-hmm. that you're, um, if you're not being creative, like you feel that, like, I don't know, it's like an emptiness, and and yeah, like, you feel so empty when you're not doing what you're passionate about, and so yeah when it came down to it, I was like, I have to do this. This is what I, this is what I'm passionate about. Um, I Hell like yeah. making these connections, uh, you know, helping, you know, if people don't know about your art or, 
what it is that you're doing or your bookstore or anything, I can help yeah. you get out there. It's also that support for your for your fellow man, your local community yeah. and all exactly, of that. Exactly, exactly. It's really well, and I mean, so, you get a lot so of really fulfilling. cool messages out too. Yeah. And um, whether it's, you know, whether the messages are right or wrong, I want to mm -hmm. push the conversation. You know, I have, oh, we yeah. all have our own biases. We all have our own opinions, but I just want to push the, the conversation. I want people to think outside of the box, you know, step outside mm -hmm. of their own personal bubble, question things. You don't have to agree with me, um, mm -hmm. but at least challenge the mind. So that's, mm -hmm. that's probably the number one thing that I want to do is kind of just push the envelope and, oh, yeah. and have people along for the ride. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, same thing that I'm trying to do with art. Like mm -hmm. I, always just want some sort of something to be there that somebody can grasp. I mean, that's art in general. That's art through the ages. There's mm -hmm. always been some sort of message, some sort of symbol, some sort of connection that people feel no matter what. So getting that message out is the most important thing. Yeah. And I, um, I kind of uh, was meditating on our mm -hmm. conversation uh, earlier and, you know, as an artist, I've, I've been a visual artist, a mm -hmm. sonic artist, a, a poet, a writer, just all of these things my entire life. And so I've had a lot of time to think about what art truly means to humanity. And mm -hmm. it's the one thing, it's the most important thing that has gotten us to where we are today. We wouldn't be absolutely. where we are right now if it wasn't for creativity. And oh, absolutely. I'm a somewhat spiritual person um, mm -hmm. that believes when I'm, when I'm, when I say spirit, I mean the creative force, the, the mm -hmm. driving force of all creation and the universe, the whatever yeah, it could be. That, yeah, exactly. I'm on that page. Yeah. From, from the macro to the micro, like mm -hmm. this is all a driving force of creation. And as Absolutely. artists, we are, we are vessels that um, transport that creative energy into, you know, we create something out of nothing. That's absolutely, you know, that's becoming, that's giving us the power of God. And I think that we have always humanity. We have always had the power to be God. We, we are God in a way that we create our reality and art has always mm -hmm. been you know, we wouldn't have microphones if it, it takes a creative mind yeah. to create these things. And so I just, I've always thought about that. I've always, that's what I've loved most about being creative. Mm -hmm. And I think we are all creative. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's not like, I hate <clears throat> sometimes like my kids, for instance, when they get frustrated and they're like, Oh, I just can't do it as good as you. I said the same thing to my mom mm -hmm. growing up all the mm -hmm. time. And I tell them all the time, look, you have it in you. You can yeah. do it. You just have to keep pushing for it. Like if you want to do this, you can absolutely do it. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do it. You can quit your nine to five and you can start doing exactly what you love and you can profit in it and you can manifest those dreams and you can make shit happen for you. Sorry, I don't know if I was allowed to say that. No, um, absolutely. You can make yeah. things happen for you. You are that. You, you are that creative force. You can do those things. Absolutely. We are 
our own creators. We are, yeah. I mean, we're our own destroyers too. I mean, that's just, that's literally what it is. True. And I think yeah. like, that's one of the worst. I hate that word. Can't, I can't, I was going uh-huh. I can't stand when people say I can't. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like if you replaced that, I can't, like I've seen people who live their entire lives saying, I can't do this. I can't this because I can't this. And it's like, well, if you changed the way that you're thinking, if you take all of that energy you put into saying, I can't and not believing in yourself, like mm-hmm. take that energy and put it towards saying I can and start mm-hmm. manifesting those things, take, do what it takes. Absolutely. And it's no, it's not easy. You know, mm-hmm. nobody said it's it never going to be easy. Right. It, I so. mean, if it's, if it's easy, it's not fun. Like that, what's the challenge? If Mount right. Everest was the easiest mountain to climb, everybody would climb Mount Everest. Right. And, and what do you get? Where, what kind of like character development is there when, exactly. or, when, you've taken the easy road or, you know, you're handed things. The, uh, absolutely. I think one of the most beautiful things in life is a challenge to overcome. Oh yeah. And oh, the, yeah. Uh, like I said, character development, once you do overcome things, like a, a lot of the things that I had to overcome to get to where I'm at now, to be able to do mm-hmm. this podcast. And, you know, a lot of people congratulate me on like how, how much I'm getting done. And, you know, they're really supportive and that's amazing and it's beautiful, but there's so much more behind it. So much that I had to overcome to get here. And I am so thankful for it, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's humbling for sure. Like, I mean, I have people that will tell me like, oh my gosh, like we're proud of you for this. You're doing Mm -hmm. great in school. You're doing great in this. And, you know, sometimes you don't feel like you're doing the greatest, but like, it's because you're, you're overcoming that challenge, that challenge of feeling like, you know what, I am doing better. I am doing great at this. I can do this now because I have been working hard at it. Like it's in, I guess that kind of adds to that mental struggle. Like we were talking about earlier, you have that constant like battling of, I can't, but I am. Mm-hmm. going on in your head it's 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 wild it's definitely wild so I totally it's, understand that it's for sure. a wild ride it's just the the human mm-hmm. condition but it, except the fact that it's beautiful too and um, oh yeah so you mentioned uh going to school as well and uh, you want to talk mm-hmm. about what, what are you studying so I am currently I'm currently attending UTA. Go Mavs. Woohoo. Um, UTA for my second year currently as a transfer student, I am getting my undergrad in art history with a minor in French that I'm working on. Um, (laughs) But uh, major in art history with a focus on really like spiritualism and art and art objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really taken over the last, I'd say about six months to like pr- pretty much. Yeah. Six to seven months um, with the way that art speaks to people from within art has spoken to people through the ages. Art has communicated all sorts of messages. It has helped develop the human brain. Like I'm taking art in the human condition this next semester, Absolutely. which is going to be cool. Um, and you know, just kind of, that's, that's my main focus. I'm hoping to kind of go into the research canon, love doing research. I am working on a fellowship currently, um, that I am an ideas fellow, which is all about like diversity and equality and all these ideas and things that we want to spread throughout the community. And it's about our community coming together. So 
me and a few other ladies are working on things for the school there. It's only women that have applied. So shout out to guys that try next time, but um, <laughs> I'm currently painting a series of eight paintings of uh, a protest that I organized in May of 2021. And it was regarding women's rights and our reproductive rights, which had been stripped from us as of oh, yeah. when, yeah, yeah, that whole big hot button topic. Yes. Didn't think it was going to get chosen, but it did. So <laughs> I'm basically rendering the photos that I have selected out of eight photographs. Um, well, eight, seven photographs and one that I'm going to do a live sitting for, which is going to be really interesting. Um, and I'm going to have them on display up on campus, which is cool. So we're going to organize a whole art show. There's other, the other <clears throat> fellows are going to have their own uh, art shows as well, or we might do one big collective symposium. It's going to be cool. So yeah, it's, it's been fine. And art history has definitely helped me grow myself as an artist. Like you say that things have just progressively gotten better. It's because I'm taking that classical approach and taking those, awesome techniques that you see all these greats using like Caravaggio mm -hmm. or Goya or all these cool people using cool things or Van Gogh, um, Van Gogh. Um, mm -hmm. anyway, all these cool people doing these cool things and applying those to those pieces that I'm working on. So I might see something and like one of mine, I was inspired by Edgar Degas and he did like ballerina dancers and performers and like mm -hmm. all these things that were going on right before the 1900s so 18th century or 19th century france and just all this cool bright color before the uh post-impressionists came along and everything so mm -hmm. really when the impressionists were kind of really thriving so cool stuff painted a piece you know i apply a lot of the things that i learned in the classroom to what i'm working on i'm also working on possibly a storybook so that's cool um it's going to be about some uh temples and things in ancient india Really enjoyed my art and architecture class of ancient nice. India that I took yeah. this past semester. So I'm going to be working on that. And I might have a second one that pairs with it that joins with like uh, Muslims that had moved into India at that point in time, that whole tension that was going on, as well as post-colonialism and colonialism. So that's a big hot button topic over there. If you didn't, if people don't know, definitely <laughs> take a look. It's, yeah, it's some sure. choice stuff. Oh. The beautiful thing, like, <laughs> and educate yourself. Oh yeah, like and do your research. I mean, mm -hmm. in anything that you're interested in, I think that's one of the most important things we should be doing is taking. Oh yeah, a, absolutely. Taking a step back and looking at history and learning from it. You know, that's kind of oh, yeah. that's cliche, right? You know, we're supposed to. Learn. I mean, it is, but, but like what uh, what I like to do is I don't just like to just learn about the one artist that they might be talking about in class that day. Like I might be like, okay, well, I really liked that artist and that artist was inspired by this one. So like Kandinsky, Kandinsky was very inspired by Monet and his haystacks mm -hmm. and like learned that from art slice podcast while I was also learning about Monet. So that nice. was really cool. But so it, it triggered me to start really digging into Kandinsky and abstract art. I don't like abstract art, but now I really do like abstract art. And that's all because I just pushed myself to continue and learning like, and not and just learning that one thing. You can, you know, like you said, you like to learn from the old masters mm -hmm. and you like to throw their techniques into your yes. art. And that's a way of learning. And, you know, you might not have been a big fan of abstract art, but try throwing that some, like some of that into your art and mm -hmm. 
that might help you evolve into the artist that you are meant to be. You know, you might need a little ab- abstraction in your art. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, most definitely, most definitely. <clears throat> that's um, that's uh, I love I love like your passion, like Thanks. for the like. <laughs> I, I I just wish that more people were very passionate about the things that they're doing in life. Like, and they can be, people can, can be. be. It's just, people just gotta just speak up. Don't, yeah. don't sit silent. Nobody should ever sit silent. Like you, you don't, don't have settle. to sit back there and think that, yeah, don't settle. Don't sit back there and think that you have to keep doing what you're doing because you think you need to do it. Like, no, there's, there's things we can do. There's things we can figure out. You can figure your life out. You can achieve your dreams. And if you're passionate about it, that you're just manifesting it even more. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I want us to be that kind of testament to the people that if there's something that you love, there's something you're passionate about. It's going to be difficult. Go for it. But you're going to be so much more fulfilled in your life to go after it. Because oh, yeah. I've, I've struggled so much, but I can't. I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm wealthier, healthier, just everything because I decided to be happy because I decided to to do what I love. There's, you know, there's difficult times, you know, but um, overall I choose to do what I love and I choose to be happy. I think we would be in a much better place as a society if, if we chose to be happy if we chose to chase mm-hmm. the things that we're passionate about and i'm hoping you you have children right so oh yeah absolutely and and are you raising them to go for the things oh, yeah. that they're passionate about we're we're really big about like with all three of them even my niece like if, with anybody anybody that we're friends with that has kids chase your dreams do what you want to do you want to be an astronaut president slash hockey player you're going to be an astronaut president hockey player painting in space because you can do that you can be you can (laughs) play Bezos went to space why can't we go to space (laughs) you can play hockey on Europa if you want exactly it's it's exactly hello covered in ice (laughs) um speaking of metaverse are you what do you think Uh of that like at least like the creative aspect It's different. And like, I've been doing a lot of research here lately, because of course, every artist is like, what the hell's an NFT? Like, Mm -hmm. what can we do to get in on this NFT thing? And what's crazy to me is like what it keeps reminding me of. I don't know why, but the 90s child in me that grew up in this day and age um, keeps thinking of like Yahoo and like when everything got really big and Y2K for some reason with all this NFT stuff, but whatever. Um, very interesting. And the fact that you can get in there and now with this metaverse thing, it's now like NFTs are tied somehow to it, but like, I could literally be painting and somebody could be there. Like, that's cool. Like that's, that's cool to me. I really dig that. I could go see, um, I've been to Peru. I could go back to Peru, but in an entirely digital universe with my storybook that I'm working on. That was one of the aspects that I proposed to my professor was, Hey, AR VR is like a really big deal. My kids just got this like Bill and I, the science guy kit thing mm-hmm. where you can literally be immersed and see a volcano erupting. And like, you're hanging out of a helicopter. I was like, what if we did that for a children's storybook and taught yeah. kids about the temples of India and that's, they could be in that future. space. You could use it in a classroom. Like that's cool. That's that, cool to me. I think that is the future, especially for mm-hmm. artists. Um, 
a you, digital gal like if i could have a digital gallery and still put the whole brick and mortar thing like on hold like that would be cool but i've like, been trying you to build a even, digital gallery forever yeah and you could have a digital gallery you could create this space and invite people to come to your gallery in this digital space in vr where you know mm-hmm. you have a 360 view of the entire gallery you can walk around it get real up, up close to the art yeah. um because i mean i've i i'm like completely in the VR world. I'm immersed into yeah. it. I yeah. have I have a home in VR that I've decorated myself and I've That's placed cool. everything where it needs to be. I create the sides. So like I've also I've painted in VR too. I don't know if you That's cool. No, I, I haven't. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um cuz huh. you're in a 3D environment and you're painting 3D images that you can go inside, you can create these massive art projects that you can walk inside and create. Hmm. You can zoom in, you can zoom out, make these. It's wild. It's really fun. And like, that's, that's cool to me. That would be really cool. The whole immersive <laughs> aspect of like, I'd love to go just Pollock in a metaverse. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, I like no idea what I'm doing, but throwing paint everywhere would love that. Right. Now, my only issue is like with digital galleries, you'd have to obviously get high res, high quality, you know, I'm an acrylic artist, or mm-hmm. I, you know, dabble in other things, I might dabble with oils, but how is that going to translate into a digital universe? Because even the pictures that I upload, I can assure you my walls are covered in this house and the pictures that I upload are no justice to the paintings that are like, oh, yeah. hanging on my wall. Oh yeah. It but you get so much, you get so much more when you look at a, a painting up oh, yeah, close. Absolutely. like this one behind me, that's an acrylic painting that I did. And uh-huh. I mean, you can see it, you can see the image, but you don't see the detail, the texture, the, the depth. Yeah, yeah. Until you're yeah. like seeing it in person and you're up, up close. Um, yeah, like I went and saw Van Gogh <clears throat> at the Dallas Museum of Art recently, and like, oh my God, the olive groves! If you have, like, if you can before it's gone in February, go check it out because yeah. just the texture, the depth, the detail, the passion—it's crazy. Like, you have to go see them. Um, I, I want to go. See I just that. don't know how that would work in a metaverse. Well, so that I've also, um, I of course have done traditional art my whole life, mm-hmm. but. In the last six, seven years, I've mm-hmm. been diving deep into digital art. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's part of the traditional art community that, you know, can't stand digital art. But the truth is, like, there I is... I envy that so much, though. <laughs> well, there... I tried, and I could not. <laughs> there's a real talent. Like, you know, like you said, you mm-hmm. know, you tried and, and you can't there's a real talent that translate that well that it takes to Mm -hmm. to make digital art it's not you know people say well it's easy you're using a digital paintbrush but there are techniques that you have to learn it does take hundreds of hours to develop the skill um absolutely and 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 I see some digital artists that just like y'all y'all pull some stuff off like oh my god (laughs) well and that's the thing about like from invitations to entire landscapes to mm-hmm. cool ass anime to like, you know, actual paintings that are, they're paintings, they're digital paintings. That's all they are. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't it, believe that. That's crazy. 
the thing about what I what I loved about it is like I'm I'm a tech nerd obviously mm-hmm. and um you know going into VR and and digital art and I've just mm-hmm. always like been in love with technology as well and so like the merging of the two has like just pulled the passion out of me I absolutely love it but digital art the possibilities uh-huh. are endless like there's there's only mm-hmm. so much you can do with oils. There's oh yeah, in dig in the digital space, you have hundreds of digital brushes. You have hundreds of you know any color, uh, colors beyond comprehension. Like colors you would take, you would use so many colors mixing yeah. some of those colors. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I just the endless possibility of uh, of digital art is what I fell in love with, and so mm-hmm. that's that's been my my go-to for and mm-hmm. and even um you know I don't know you have you seen the skateboards that I designed um I haven't seen the skateboards yeah I'll, I'll send you um some images yeah. but um it's just it's crazy how like high res these images are uh-huh. you know uh-huh. um that I can have printed on skateboards and you know I've sold so many of these skateboards that people That's just awesome they just like they don't want to skate them because the image is so they just look so cool yeah, yeah. no I, I t- that's crazy that's great I'm painting a good gu- I've been working on a guitar for like a while I am um, too. <laughs> and you know just slowly and surely just kind of painting on sides and coming up with ideas and mm-hmm. stuff like that because it's a like it's a process and mm-hmm. you want it to have a certain look to it but like digitally like just, just oh on a skateboard yeah no I could totally see that I could it's, totally see that that's crazy. cool I'm painting a guitar too um, that has been a while, but it's it's a commission piece and it's for uh-huh. a really good friend of mine and I want to do uh-huh. it justice. At least he understands that. Like I've taken my yeah. time on it, but it, it has yeah. to be right. Like, yeah. And I will like definitely shout out my customers because like you, <clears throat> you have a process no matter what, when you're creating something, you can't just be like, hell yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to jump into it. I'm going to paint this pterodactyl right now and go you literally like I have a whole process I have to wake up in the morning I have to drink some coffee I have to be in that mood I have to get the tunes going like there's a whole vibe to it I wish and like they've always been so understanding they're like hey we get it there's a creative process Mm -hmm. you are totally fine I wish I could just snap and my idea appears on the canvas but it just does not (laughs) oh my god there's always that that (laughs) image that you have you you know what you want to produce and it's just like oh I just want it to appear but there is a long really you have to be patient like there's that lesson in patience and um Mm -hmm. in the process and loving the process um one thing I don't I'm the worst though because once I get in that mood like once I'm like okay I'm painting this one I will sit there and I will like I will not move from that spot for 12 hours just painting a painting and like people come in and they're like whoa it looks totally different now and they'll leave and then they'll come back whoa oh my god it's totally different different thing Did you, um, do you ever struggle with any kind of, uh, artist block, any kind of creative block? Uh, absolutely. Every winter it is like clockwork, really? no matter what I get this weird, like in fall into winter months, I get this weird, like month where I just will not paint a single thing. And the hardest thing. So this year 
it actually happened and it was an entire semester. Mm. So I was trying to paint all semester long. This last semester, I took four classes. I generally take four classes, but they were all four advanced classes. And I was having, you know, early Renaissance class was quite, that was quite a class. And then my French class was quite a class and art and architecture of ancient India was awesome. And then I was taking background of modern art and I just did not have time to paint. Like Mm -hmm. if I wanted to stay up after doing everything that mom's supposed to do, cleaning the house, doing all the stuff, running people around, going to practices and doing school on top of that and commuting to Arlington. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't paint anything. I can't think of anything. Well, then one day I just happened to be driving since I come from Waxahachie every single day. uh, I was driving from Waxahachie to Midlothian and I got hit with a painting idea while I was driving. I was like, oh my God oh my God, I can see this painting right now. I need to paint this painting right now. But I had to wait because one, I didn't have the canvas size that I I had the canvas, but I needed to cover it up. And two, I was on my way to campus and I had to go to school and I had to write two papers over the break and was like, oh my God, I can't paint this painting. I have to write two. No, I have to paint it. Had to do it and just ended up doing it. Um, So I've been challenging myself more in sketching. And thank you to my kids for my Christmas present because they got me sketch pencils and charcoals and all sorts of stuff. Cause they were like, mom, we heard you wanted to work on drawing. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I am also keeping a like journal slash sketchbook. So like when I'm working on a piece, I can write down my thoughts that are mm-hmm. associated with that piece. Yeah. And I can thank you Van Gogh for that one and all of your letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can write down what I'm thinking when I'm working on that piece. I can write down what I'm going through when I'm working on that piece. I can even write down what message I want to have go with that piece. And then I'll usually sketch out a tiny little version of that piece. And then boom, usually it's just me throwing paint directly onto the canvas and I'm trying to draw things out more, but usually it's just me going straight to canvas. I, um, I admire that about your art. Like, um, because I, you know, we all have our different styles, right? We're, we're, Mm -hmm. I, um, I have always had an obsession with very clean lines, very, Mm. um, symmetric. I wish I could. Symmetry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, it's got, it's a blessing and a curse because the, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything comes out just so crisp and beautiful, but, um, it's so tedious and it's just Mm -hmm. being a perfectionist and like um, being obsessed with symmetry and everything. It's, it's, it's really hard on me personally, just because Mm -hmm. I had to learn a very hard life lesson as an artist, but also it applied to everything else in my life that perfection is unobtainable. It's, Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing is ever going to be perfect. Um, and I struggled with that a lot. You know, there was actually mm-hmm. some years that I just fell out of my creative flow because I was obsessed with perfection and I would start a piece and I would never finish it because it just wasn't good enough. And I was like, well, I'm going to start mm-hmm. the next piece and the next yeah. piece will be good enough. And I never finished that one because I felt like it, it was that obsession with perfection that was Mm -hmm. unobtainable and I had to I had to get to a point and realize that perfection's not obtainable but yeah the art whether I you know as long as I finished a piece 
-hmm. whether I saw the imperfections in it, you know, I know everything that's wrong with it. I know like everything that can be better, but the reception that I got from, you know, say the customer or friends and family was always, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And, and I had to understand that there's beauty and imperfection. Exactly. I I had a big issue with that for a long time. And that's Mm -hmm. for a long time. That's why I did not pursue art was just because I was like, no, I'm not good enough. I can't do that because it's, it's not going to look like this. No, it's not supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like what you want it to look like. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had to overcome for sure. Like, and Cody used to echo it to me all the time. I'd be painting something and I'd be getting frustrated. He'd be like, it's not going to be perfect. Like you are doing what you're doing and it is beautiful. And he would tell me that and that, that was it. That's good. Fixed it. That fixed it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, that was, that was a life lesson for me, you know? And, and I applied that to everything else in my life that as long as you get the job done, you know, it's, it's not going to be perfect. Um, you can, you know, always strive to do better, you know, do, you know, you want to learn and you want to grow and you want to do better, but at least finish the project and, oh yeah, and, you know, 90% of the time, other people are going to dig it too. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. just, and then that like soul fulfillment, completing a piece, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, when it's, you put so much heart, so much soul passion and love into these creative Mm -hmm. projects that you know when it's all said and done it you sit back and oh my gosh I've just some of the best feelings that I've ever felt in my life is like Uh finally sitting back and looking at a complete oh yeah no most definitely one of my favorite feelings though is like when you're in process and you're like you're in it you are music blaring Everything whatever you're disappears. smoking, whatever you do, yeah. you know, everything's just going and you're yeah. just trucking through it and you look at it and you're like, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It's th- that's the line that I wanted. Hell yeah. That's the blend that I wanted. Yeah. And you just like do that pep talk while you're mm-hmm. creating yeah. and it just flows. And yeah. I love that. That has to be like the completion. Absolutely. The reception from people. Absolutely. But that moment right there, that sweet spot in the middle, that's my favorite moment. That's Absolutely. the, that's the, the flow state. That's when, you oh, know, yeah. that's, it's meditation. It's, it's, you know, the, everything in the world disappears, all your problems, your past, the anxiety mm-hmm. about the future or uh, all the problems in the world. Um, it's all just gone when you're in that creative yeah, flow. And it's, that's absolutely, I mean, that's definitely one of the best feelings in the world. And oh yeah. It's that euphoric high. It's great. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it is a high. I mean, I've, you know, I've had writing sessions where I get really Mm -hmm. deep into like um, something that I'm writing and, Mm -hmm. and it'll be like two hours of a straight, you know, focus flow. Oh yeah. It's just, everything is going right. Like you're, you don't have to retype any sentences. They're all just coming out. Right. And, and when I was done, I, took a deep breath and I was like, I feel so good right now. Like I feel Hell like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a high it's it. Oh yeah. And, and I was completely sober, you know, like, and it, but you feel mm-hmm. so euphoric and 
Oh my gosh. I just wish, I wish everybody could feel that feeling. It's. Oh yeah, absolutely. That like, I feel like if people used that had that sort of feeling 95% of the time, I'm sure a lot of the world's problems would be solved. Oh yeah. (laughs) Especially if that's what their job was, you know, imagine like getting getting high, you know, that euphoric feeling about Uh your job. Like, you know, so many people are stuck in the rat race and they can't stand, you know, the life that they're living. Just mm-hmm. do that thing you're passionate about. Chase it, you know, go through the struggle. Like it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but God, is it worth it? You know, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, what? So uh, I also wanted to talk about like, um, you know, you had mentioned the, uh, the messages behind the, the project mm-hmm. that you're working on. Um, mm-hmm. that has a lot to do with uh, women's rights, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a very um, touchy subject and one that I haven't really had the pleasure of talking to a woman about um, on the podcast. Oh yeah, like I'm totally, totally down. If you've got I've, any um, questions or want to know about anything that we protested, like it, oh, yeah. it's one of those things. Uh, well, we did it on May 22nd here in, or was it May 22nd? It was May, it was May. 2021. I feel like it was the 22nd. It might not have been. Um, and we protested here in downtown Waxahachie. Well, mm-hmm. Waxahachie is like Bible Belt, Texas. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. come on. We did it's, not get the greatest response, but I mean, shout out to be. Waxahachie Police Department for being as awesome as they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. They defended us. They sent a female officer out there and she was all about, she apparently somebody like reported us cussing. And we were just marching and chanting around the square mm-hmm. like we were allowed to. Mm-hmm. And she actually came up and was like, hey, somebody said y'all were cussing. And we were like, no. And she was like, I didn't think so. That's cool. Bye. And then she just took off. Totally fine. Watched you, us the whole time. But even if you did use strong language. Freedom of out speech. Of, out of passion, too. Like, I, I'm so yeah. tired of the, like, cuss words are bad. And, I mean, that's watch the hatchy Censorship. That's this, uh, but like, even still, like, you know, Waxahachie is as Republican as can be. Right. And these, um, they're growing They're the democratic society, shout out to them. They're, they're growing their whole following out here has grown a lot. Um, they've even like, I talked to Kelly from Ellis County democratic society about hanging my paintings in the Mm -hmm. democratic society, which is cool. So, and they're supportive of local arts and local business as well, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. And um, so like I have I've had like the conversation with other guys on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, about uh, abortion rights, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. been the big thing uh, lately um, in Texas. You know, last year that bill was pat ridiculous bill about what they, they said. The heartbeat after, bill, they said yeah. that after six weeks, um, so it's official that after six weeks pregnant, you can no longer receive an abortion unless it is at first it was under uh, extreme circumstances, which completely omitted rape and cases of incest at all ages. And now they're apparent they had talked about, I don't know if it had been updated recently, but I think that it's still not allowed. But they, and somebody might correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they were appealing that in the cases of rape and incest, but it was only regarding children, not women. Right. Adult women at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, of course, this is a really heavy topic, um, but I think what I just don't understand why people feel like they have a right to make decisions for other people or like place laws and penalties or like the tattletaling there there's the tattletaling like hotline like call in if somebody you know is going to get an abortion like that's literally the stupidest thing I have ever heard of in my entire life and it's 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 outrageous because not only you know am I a woman I'm a mother if my children which you know God forbid they get into that circumstance where I'm sorry, somebody, a teen pregnancy happens. Like mm-hmm. I had that happen to me and I had to make the choice on if I was going to get an abortion or carry the baby to term. I decided that I was going to carry. And then I had a miscarriage at eight weeks pregnant. That was actually really fucking traumatizing for oh, me. Yeah. I'm sorry for that word. No, you're good. Um, at 17. And like, I would have much rather have gone through the trauma of a abortion at six weeks pregnant than a miscarriage at eight weeks pregnant. Mm -hmm. That was horrible. Now as a mother, like with my physical issues that I have, if I was to get pregnant because stuff like that happens, we're all adults. It happens. Accidents happen. But in, in whatever to people that are like, Oh no, baby is an accident. Things happen. Okay. People Mm -hmm. really do accidentally get pregnant. Um, but like, I can't physically carry a baby because I have way too many physical ailments. I have hardware all up and down my spine. I have a hip that I had surgery on when I was like two years old that pops out of place every time I get pregnant and I'm miserably in pain every time I've got hardware that's failing in my back. Like that's, that is a reason I should be able to get an abortion. And I can't, if something like that happens to me and that's, that's screwed up. You have right. no right to tell me and even that if it my wasn't uterus, even, even if it wasn't even your choice, you know, like God forbid exactly. you got pregnant out of some like trauma, traumatizing situation. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you have to go through that pain, like the, you know, all of the ailments that you have, like I just, what, what do you think, why is it that people feel the right, like they have a right to do this? Why, what, what is their argument? Like to it's, make those laws on, on their women? argument. And so the argument has always been that it's not right, that that fetus is a living, breathing creation. Right. And that's where the God complex comes into play a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it because I know everybody's like, oh my God. She's throwing the God complex in there. This abortion ban has nothing to do with the separation of church and state. It has everything to do with the separation of church and state in Texas. It has everything to do with it. We are not like, I can absolutely tell you that I will never report a single person for going and getting an abortion. I will take girls across the goddamn border if I have Mm -hmm. to, to go get abortions because that is, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's absolutely garbage. And it, it just, it like, what if my, like, what if your daughter has something that happens to her? What it like, you know, to anybody out there, like, what if you have a daughter that gets into a really fucked up situation at some point? Wouldn't you like your daughter to have right. that option? Right. What like, perplexes, why, why would you take that away from her? What perplexes friend, me is like, that these, um, these people who are creating these laws on, you know, they want you to carry this baby, you know, they, they, you know, they care about the fetus. They care about the baby all the way up into the point where it's born and then they don't give a fuck about it. You know, how many kids yeah. are 
are in adoption centers and how many absolutely of these people how many kids are abused how many kids go through how many kids starve like right, because how many kids live in families parent, where they constantly fester in poverty like right. you would rather a child go through poverty you would rather a child walk around barefoot with trash everywhere and not be who, taken care of or have who parents grows that up, love them? you know, who grows up to be another damaged person and a damaged society exactly. further exactly. damage. Like it's, it's, it's just, just supporting crazy. the fucked up circle. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, and like I said, they don't give a fuck about it until it is born. And it's like, how many of yeah. these people, uh, how many of these people making these laws are out there adopting children? Like exactly. how many of them are out there, you know, raising these kids, you know, that yeah. giving them good lives. Like, I just, yeah, it's crazy. Like, and it, it just furthers my, my, um, I, I don't believe in governments. I don't believe in mm-hmm. like people putting laws on other people. I think that we should, I believe in true freedom. I believe in, mm-hmm. I think that we should be free to do whatever the hell we want to our bodies, whether mm-hmm. we're smoking crack, whether we're, you know, whatever, like eating mushrooms like, to be happy, right. you know, what, whatever and, it is, whatever and, it is. And and it, I think it's just disgusting to say like, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to lock you away in a box for the rest of your life because you decided to do heroin like because oh i'm sorry i'm gonna walk i'm gonna lock you away in a box for the rest of your life because you got raped and you decided that you didn't want to raise rapist baby like uh, that's the like, most how disgusting on earth can you tell somebody that that's the most disgusting aspect of 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 so like society at the moment it's like the fact yeah. that we have we've come so far just to like still be so animalistic and just like i don't oh yeah absolutely absolutely and i mean to take away this this women's our women's reproductive rights is literally to take away human rights like these are human rights these are rights that we have as humans to be able to go and make choices about our bodies no matter what Mm -hmm. and to take away human rights is absolutely fucked up like and i will not there will never be a single day that i sleep while this shit is going on, I will not stop fighting for this shit that is going on. Like this, it's, it's fucked up. I'm actually, so one of my main prerogatives with finishing this series and having this fellowship and doing this display of this artwork, I'm going to send governor Greg Abbott an invitation to my art show. So he can see just how his message affects women of all ages affects men of all ages affects people across the board. I had people that showed up to this protest that they didn't even support abortion, but they supported me and they supported my message and the fact that I thought it was wrong and that I felt like we needed to come together as a collective of women to do this or people in general, because people, all sorts of people showed up. And even like, so for me personally, I don't, um, I don't like, I don't like abortion, but Mm -hmm. it's not my choice you know it's not my right to choose for you or even say it's a a partner of mine who ends up getting Mm -hmm. pregnant and and she wants to have an abortion Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna say i would rather you not but at the end of the day but it's your boss yeah exactly yes i can't make yeah exactly i mean it's the same thing that everybody's battling right now with this vaccine or with wearing Mm -hmm. masks or with anything like the, the covid thing in general 
God forbid, I'm sorry we're bringing it up, but no, um, it's, you, it's have, you have everybody doing. that's like shot, no shot, mask, no mask. Oh, F you for wearing a mask. I'm going to come pull it off your face. Get the hell out of my business for not wearing it. Like there's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's their body. No matter what, we are our own creators. We are our own destroyers. If I and, choose to smoke cigarettes, I choose to smoke cigarettes and kill my body. If right. I choose to go get a vaccine and put whatever the hell is in that vaccine into my body, that's I choose to do that. And like exactly. more power, more power to you if that's what you want to do. If that's what makes you feel better, if that's going to make you feel more safe, but don't mm-hmm. don't force that on me. Like let me, yeah, exactly. Like, if I choose not to get a vaccine and I get COVID and I die, I'm okay. I chose that. That was your choice, exactly. I, I can I can take ownership for my decisions. I, I will do that. And I've had that conversation with people and it's like, yeah, I, you know, luckily I've, I haven't caught COVID yet in the last two years. Yeah. Um, but I do, I am very proactive about my health and, um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I fall into that percentage that would, you know, there's a great chance of me dying if I get it. Um, I don't have any, pre-existing health conditions. I, I, I'm very, like I said, proactive when it comes to my health. So I just, like we were talking about, people should have the right to choose and Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. And and I think that this, um, the government that creates these laws, it's, they're Mm -hmm. based in like, it's, it's based in violence and keeping people divided. And it's just a hundred percent. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> it's just so like, I'm well, so and like, over. you're, you're talking about the, the Giselle Maxwell thing later on. And like mm-hmm. that, that even with that, like you have people that are like, Oh yeah. You know, like Epstein, Epstein didn't kill himself. Blah, 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 blah. And then you have people that are like, yeah, he did. I mean, again, you have topics that are coming up just trying to divide people. Um, right. Like, Oh God, you might have some people that might blow up controversy about this new movie on Netflix. Don't look up like mm-hmm. that whole thing. I mean, honestly, if you haven't seen it, watch it because it definitely, I feel like it's something it's our home. government would do. Yeah. Hits yeah. hits home hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I really do want to see it. it. It I've uh for me, like I've I've seen like trailers for it. It looks great. Uh-huh. It looks like it hits home. And it kind of reminds me of like a like idiocracy. Have you seen that one? Yeah. That yeah. One's it's basically it, it, it's like a smarter version of idiocracy. <laughs> right. It's basically. like a projection. Less comedy, of, more yeah, current. <laughs> it looks great. Um so we've been going for about an hour and I like to keep these a little yeah. short. Um, I'm super excited to see everything. Like I, I want to, I've, I've been seeing the pieces that you've created with these really strong messages. I love them. And if anybody else wants to find you online, where can they, where, where can they find you view your art buy art, any of that web pages so social media currently um i am working on our website um but currently you can find me on instagram at Ezriel's art that's e-z-r-i-e-l-s-a-r-t and you can also find me on facebook with Ezriel's art um and i mean just Ezriel wilson on facebook uh but yeah it, it just anybody can hit me up on any sort of social media and once our website's up i will definitely shoot you the link for sure cool cool and are you open for commissions or yes i am always open for commissions uh i do pretty much custom work i have people that hit me up and they're like hey i want 
a hippopotamus that wears a tutu underwater. I like and that one. Do that. And that yeah. one was like a big, everybody loved yeah, that one. I loved so it. Shout I out lo- for that one. Um, I and love then I have how some it evolved like, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was very interesting, but I'll have some people that'll hit me up. So like I have a series I've been working on for about a year plus now. That's just, Hey, I have these colors in my office. These that I want, you know, a piece. And I said, well, you know what? You're such a big, big supporter. You're going to get five pieces. So cool. I've been working on those for her. So it's just pretty much a shoot me an idea and I, quotes are free. So yeah. But <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. I'd love to do it again. Um, and also, you know, even if uh, Cody would like to have a conversation about music or um, or what I would, um, I'm I'm gonna come see uh, Burning Slow as soon as I can. I I know uh, yeah got a couple of shows coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in years, uh, it, especially the Dallas Reggae Festival. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely be there at that one. But um, for sure, excited to come see you guys again. And like I said, I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. I yeah. appreciate it, and much like you know, success to your podcast. Yeah, and everything on your endeavors in the art I, world. I appreciate it, and and right back at you. I, I can't wait to see Thanks, what man. else you can Thanks. do. All right. Awesome. Talk to you later. Have a good night. All right. Peace. Bye.